Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Denise Salcedo, October 3rd, Tuesday, October 3rd. Hands up if you are a fan of Mean Girls, because today is kind of a holiday. But wow, everyone. So I'm sitting here getting ready to go live. And first of all, I'm so happy to be back. So thank you to everybody who's here. But I'm sitting here going, oh my God. There is so much information that came out of that NXT show tonight. Not only did we have everything that went down, right? Your normal, your normal show and all the storylines and things we got to get into. But on top of, of on top of that, they gave us so much news because next week we are going to kind of be getting a blast from the past. And what that I mean is that do you guys remember when we were getting NXT and AEW head to head each and every single Wednesday? Do you guys remember that? I remember that a whole lot because I was covering both shows and I would have been so thankful not to have to do that anymore since then. But next week, because of the MLB playoffs, AEW is moving their show to Tuesday and and so we are going to be getting NXT and Dynamite going head to head against one, e one another next week. And with that, NXT is really stacking things up. They have made a lot of announcements as to what we can expect for next week's episode of uh, NXT. And let me tell you, I really wasn't expecting all of this. Like, I really feel like we were getting... Uh, you know, I don't know, a five-course dinner meal here with NXT next week. So just to summarize some of the things that they did announce is we are going to be seeing John Cena. John Cena will be on the show. He is going to be in the corner of Carmelo Hayes in his match against Braun Breaker. At the closing of the show, it was announced that Paul Heyman, will be also in the corner of Braun Breaker. And I'm not going to lie, everybody. For a second, when Paul Heyman popped up on the screen, I started to think, is this is this dude about to announce Roman Reigns is going to be here next week? Because that's kind of what I was thinking the second Paul Heyman popped up. But no, it's going to be Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman will be in the corner of Braun Breaker. Uh, we're definitely getting that. And then on top of that, we're also going to be getting Cody Rhodes on the show. And Cody is going to be making a major announcement. And I think a lot of the theories in terms of the major announcement is most likely going to be the Dusty Cup. He's most likely going to talk about that. But who knows? It might be a little bit um, more on top of that. But we'll see. It was really hyped up as this big major announcement. So they really made sure to hype people up for that. And then... There's more, guys. That's not it. The other thing that was also announced is kind of a dream match for fans that are, uh, I would say, fans of either Asuka or Roxanne Perez in terms of, like, this is so cool. You didn't think this was going to happen in October of 2023. We are going to be getting Asuka versus Roxanne Perez. Who would have thought? I mean, maybe in a couple of years we were probably expecting to see that match, but I don't think many of us were expecting to see that match this month. So uh, that is some of the items that were announced for next week's NXT. But we're going to go ahead and break down everything else that happened because we had so much that went down with Becky Lynch, with the women, with Carmelo Hayes, with Ilya Dragunov, Trick Williams, Dominic Mysterio, uh, 
all of it. Uh, and actually, I just realized that I was supposed to send a tweet out and I never clicked sent because the Paul Heyman stuff came out. So anyways, there was so much news that I didn't even tweet everything that I was probably trying to tweet out. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and get this day going, everyone. We got our first super chat of the day. And this is from Tim Weinerger Jr. who says, OMG, I'm so sick of the Judgment Day. It truly is making me not want to watch WWE. So I know that Tim hasn't been a fan of the Judgment Day. Um, that was kind of his hot take, his, you know, his opinion, right? And I know that some people were in agreement to that. I personally don't feel that way. And I know that when so... Trick Williams literally just won the NXT North American Championship, and it was this big moment. We were all here in the watch-along going like, oh, my God, finally it happened for Trick Williams. How cool. And not two days later or how many days later, we're sitting here talking about how Trick Williams is no longer NXT North American Champion because he got screwed by the Judgment Day in the main event of the show. So I might as well start with that. So we had a rematch between Trick Williams and Dominic Mysterio. And in that match, we ended up getting Trick Williams was outnumbered. Okay, guys, he was completely outnumbered in this. And it's unfortunate because I think a couple of people might have predicted it, especially once the rematch was actually made. And then also on Monday Night Raw, Rhea Ripley basically told Dominic Mysterio, like, bud, there ain't no way you're losing this because if not, you're going to basically be on my bad side. And so, <laughs> so Dominic Mysterio is once again NXT North American champion. And this is wild because. I feel that, so this is going to be fun because Trick Williams is kind of starting to get really, really hot. The crowd was chanting for him tremendously. We're going to talk about him a little bit more uh, once we talk about the opening of the show, but, or excuse me, earlier on in the show, but Trick Williams has been seriously getting over with the crowd. Like everybody was out there chanting, whoop that trick. It was loud. I feel like he even got louder cheers than Carmelo Hayes, which is crazy because for such a long time, Trick Williams was literally in the shadows. He was the sidekick of Carmelo Hayes. And now look at him. He's out here getting these big cheers. It feels like he's hot shit. Like things are really going to happen for him. And then poor guy gets completely outnumbered at the end of NXT by the entire Judgment Day and loses the NXT North American Championship. But you know what, though? I'm not like I'm not in love with it, but I'm also not pissed off at it. Like I'm not in love with it because whenever I see guys, for example, get hot the way that Trick Williams did, I want to see that wave get ridden, man, that wave of momentum. I want to see that get ridden, right? But at the same time, I'm going, okay, you know what? I don't totally, totally hate this only because Trick Williams was outnumbered. I get what they're doing with Dominic Mysterio. He's gotten at this point just, just this tremendous amount of heat. I get it. So I almost feel like this is now giving, oh God, I sound like those people that were like, Cody Rhodes needs obstacles. Oh my God. Uh, I really feel like now this is the big obstacle, right? For Trick Williams to get his title back. And then of course you still have the entire element of not just Trick Williams, but his impending I guess feud with Carmelo Hayes that feels like it's incoming so of course we'll talk more about that in just a second but we got another super chat here from Stephen Marchulli who says I'm predicting I'm predicting NXT all-time ratings for next week 
If they don't, that would be incredibly shocking. Uh, I'm definitely expecting a big number for NXT as well. And you know what? I might as well put this out here for you guys in the chat. And I'm curious to see what you guys in the chat are going to say. So next week, Tuesday, are you going to be tuning in to watch both NXT and AEW? Or are you just watching NXT? Or are you just watching AEW? What is, or are you watching neither? What is the plan? What is the show right now that has you most interested? Because we're not just sitting here, you know, on the eve of talking all of these things about NXT, but we're literally talking about also everything that went down just recently with AEW, with the debut of Adam Copeland. So I feel like there's just a lot happening right now. But let's see what people are saying. Let me get a quick survey of the chat. MD says uh, NXT. Mikey says NXT. Ozzy says he's going to be doing both. Pile Driver Finisher says AEW for sure. Tim Weiner Jr. says he's going to watch both. Ashton says NXT. William says NXT. Alvin says NXT. Errol says both. Um, Alvin White Junior says flip between both and um, JRG for life says AEW needs a pay-per-view level card next week. I'm tuning into AEW um, and we got people saying AEW. This is from Phil. Brandon says both. So I'm really getting a lot of people saying both and uh, very, very different. I feel like I'm getting a lot of both here in the chat from people. So I like to see that because I will be watching both shows and covering both shows simultaneously next week, guys. So for the first time uh, in a very long time, I'm going to be covering both NXT and AEW on the exact same stream. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. All right. So let's continue on from this. We got so much to get into. All right. Stress levels up, everybody. Stress levels up. All right. We got a super chat here from Wrestling With Movies who says, everything Becky is doing in this run is sensational. All the women getting time and feuds with her. Becky versus Lyra is going to be so great. So one of the things that I cannot wait to dive into on this podcast is legitimately the women's division. The women's division has on NXT has truly been exciting to watch and we've talked about this so many times the reason why it's been so exciting to watch the nxt women's division is flavor flavor and growth by flavor i mean we have so many different types of female competitors on the show no woman is the same no one is the same right you want to have people that kind of relate to all of these different types of people. And every time I look at the aid, uh, the NXT women's division, I see all of these different women that have different characters, different personalities, different looks, and it makes me excited. I like having flavor and variety. And then when it comes to growth, that's very, very key because it's one thing to have a bunch of women, right? And then not do anything with them or have a bunch of women, but only use like the same, you know, four or five people, right? But in terms of growth, we are seeing a lot of the girls, we're seeing their, we're seeing them develop from wherever they were at, whatever their experience level was from when they first started to where they are now. There's a lot of women that you can point out their growth. And the biggest one, the biggest example is Tiffany Stratton and Becky Lynch here uh, wrestling with movies brought it up is Becky is doing the way I was thinking about this. So if NXT hadn't set up an already 
good, solid little foundation for their women that they have right now. Becky would have gone in there and she would have been really having to, you know, pull, 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 right? Really, really work at it. But given that they already started to build these women, Becky came in and basically just took them to that next level. And I feel, and we're going to talk more about this because we're not just talking about Tiffany Stratton anymore. We're going to be talking about some more women that Becky has had interactions with. But personally, I feel like Becky is the, she's the fudge on the hot, on the, you know, hot fudge Sunday. She's the, the candies and the nuts in your frozen yogurt. You know, she's the thing that's adding it and taking it to the next level with something that was already there that just needed a little bit more to become something even better. So uh, what Becky Lynch is doing right now for the women on NXT is really something remarkable. And I hope that, I don't know, I, I said this yesterday on the Raw Post Show, but I really do think that seeing somebody in a position like that go and bring up more more people, bring up more women specifically, it's kind of something to to really idolize because I've said this before, but there are so many people that when they are in high positions, you know, they can be how would you say it? They would they could be, you know, insecure, right? Nobody wants to be like looking at the young and up and coming talent because then you're like damn i'm old i'm gonna get kicked out i'm gonna get booted out the door but instead of being like oh the young talent no she's embracing uh the young talent and bringing that in and helping them grow more and so that to me is definitely something that i feel is worth uh is worth noting and it's worth putting over there. We got a super chat here from Scotty Bo Sox who says, will you be attending Pound Town Wrestling? We were talking about it on uh, Alex Queen of the Rings Twitch last night and I suggested you go and give a report. Nope, I don't think so, but thank you so much for asking. Uh, feel free to send the information and I will take a look at it, but probably not. Uh, Alvin Everett sends in a super chat saying, I knew Dom wasn't going to lose after Rhea's ultimatum on Raw. And who can blame him? The man got an ultimatum. There was a fan in the crowd who literally chanted to Dominic Mysterio that Rhea Ripley was going to beat that ass if he didn't get his shit together and win back his NXT North American Championship. Any man here, any man here who has ever been told something by his girlfriend, hell, even a woman who friend zoned him, your wife, whoever it is, you know exactly what position Dominic Mysterio was in. And that is that he had to come out a winner here. He had to come out a winner. Rhea Ripley wasn't going to tolerate anything less. We have a super chat from Sheldon Jackson who says, all I want now is for somehow WWE to get Terrence Howard to perform Whoop That Trick and have Trick Williams make his entrance to that song. The Whoop That Trick stuff is obviously, you know, it didn't start here in WWE. It has a whole long history and story to that. And, but it is definitely something that has taken over now in the WWE world because of Trick Williams using it. And so, yeah, I know that they had the song and all of that. Uh, so thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for also pointing that out. Christopher Smith sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Christopher. He says, hi, Denise, couple of things. I can't wait for Brian Pillman Jr.'s debut. Lola Vice in Breakout is going to be good. Asuka versus Roxanne going to cook. And obviously, Braun and Paul, question mark. So you touched on a lot here. And the first thing I'm going to touch on then is Brian Pillman Jr. So We've been getting these teases. We got another one here tonight. He's out there flipping the channels. We're seeing different like moments in 
in WWE history, WCW as well. And we kind of get a little bit of his reflection and you can pretty much definitely tell it's a Brian Pillman Jr. I think a lot of people kind of already got that vibe for a bit now. And so I am excited for this. And I've said this before, but Brian Pillman Jr. I don't necessarily think had like, here's the thing in AEW, the varsity blondes were legitimately starting to get over. You were starting to see people really interested in them. How could you not? You had these two, very appealing guys that, you know, beach blonde hair, looking like they came out of Baywatch or Malibu Barbie. They were with Julia Hart at the time, and they had potential. People were interested in, people cared. The other thing is one of my favorite feuds, and I remember talking about this when it was actually happening, was legitimately MJF and Brian Pillman Jr., the work that those two guys did, I thought was really good. It was one of my favorite things uh, during that time. And also my favorite thing that they had Brian Pillman Jr. do in AEW. But once the whole, you know, tag team fell through, uh, we never really saw them, you know, do anything else with Brian Pillman Jr. And it was kind of unfortunate because I feel like there was always the, the, the what if. The what else? What else can happen there? But I think he kind of just got stuck in a situation where, you know, there was just other people to talk about, other people going on and doing things. And he kind of just, you know, didn't didn't have uh, anything for him from the looks of it. So I'm happy for him to be here going to NXT because I can only imagine what it is kind of just waiting on the sidelines for your turn, for an opportunity, for, for whatever reasons, right? So I do hope to see uh, some good stuff for Brian Pillman Jr. there. As for Lola Vice, so Valerie Loretta, she... Uh, you know, former MMA fighter. She did a lot of stuff with Bellator. And uh, she is somebody that I think they've kind of had hopes for already. Or they kind of maybe already started to feel like she was going to be something. Because I interviewed her back at the WrestleMania 39 launch party. So prior to WrestleMania 39, she was there at the launch party. And she was already doing media and she had already she just just got in there she was talking about being in the performance center and from speaking to her she seemed very passionate and she seemed very like you know sometimes you see people try to dip in dip their toes into something new and maybe sometimes it doesn't work out right and with Lola Vice Valerie Loretta it was something that you can tell she was passionate and very determined to make pro wrestling work she was very determined to make this her career and now that we've been seeing her on NXT the last couple of weeks the fans like her she's got a great look and she's already showing a lot of personality so i do think that uh Lola Vice is somebody that is going to be pretty, pretty damn huge. Uh, so thank you so much, by the way, to Christopher Smith for this uh, generous super chat. We still got so much more to get into. Alvin Everett sends one in saying, if NXT can break 1 million average next week, I don't know what will. Alvin also sends in another super chat saying, NXT doing that to TK on his birthday next week is next level pettiness. Oh, savage. Savage, savage, savage. Scotty Bo Sox says the Pound Town Wrestling was a bit in jest, but the first show is in West Hollywood. It's a promotion that Adrian Andrew Cameron 
luxury indie. Okay, no wonder. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Thank you for letting me know. There's so much wrestling and stuff going on literally everywhere. I can't keep up with everything. I really, truly can't. Uh, but Scotty Bosox, thank you so much for the super chat. David Kaplan says, do you think this is the last shot for Tegan Knox to become a fixture on the roster? Roster, And are you happy about DIY reuniting? Hope you had a nice rest. Honestly, in terms of DIY, I'm mainly more happy that we're finally seeing Tommaso Ciampa have something. And same thing for Johnny Gargano, because Johnny Gargano isn't called Johnny Wrestling for absolutely no reason at all. Johnny Gargano is a phenomenal freaking pro wrestler. And it sucks that if you've only seen him on the main roster, you wouldn't believe the words coming out of my mouth. You would only know that if A, you had seen his work in NXT, or B, you had seen his work prior to him even going to WWE. So I feel right now like the uh, DIY reunion is literally the best thing for both guys. And also loved everything that they did with Ciampa last night and Gunther and everything was just phenomenal. Uh, As for Tegan Knox, so I do want to talk about this and this is going to be we still have so much more to get into for the women, but just to get into the Tegan Knox portion of this. So Tegan Knox and Becky Lynch are going to be having their match on Raw. However, the way that things kind of went down today on NXT announcing, uh, you know, what match Becky Lynch is going to be having at Halloween Havoc, I do really feel like the Tegan Knox stuff has kind of been glossed over. It almost feels like, oh yeah, that's happening too. But to me, it doesn't feel like the big thing. The big thing to me feels like the Halloween Havoc match that we're going to be getting. And I'll talk more about that in just a second. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying, Roxanne versus Asuka next week. Let's go. Will Chisholm also sends in a super chat saying, and Cody Rhodes and Cena, they knew what they are doing, acting like Roman was going to show up, but no, we get Paul Heyman. Honestly, you know, I had to rewind to re-listen to that Paul Heyman promo because I wasn't sure if I misunderstood or not. I'm like, wait, is he coming in or is Roman Reigns coming in? What are we doing here? Let me let me rewind here for a second, see what's happening. But it's definitely Paul Heyman. All right, Um, as I'm going through the Super Chats, I do want to read one that I got from the uh, AW Wrestle Dream watch along that I didn't get to read. So um, thank you so much to, oh wait, oh, here it is. Sorry, this is the wrong one. Oops, one second. Let me pull it up because people paid their money. So I want to make sure to uh, give them the proper credit. Uh, Yuri Alonderos had sent us in on the Wrestle Dream watch along and I didn't get a chance to read it. It says, it's been a little bit since I've sent some support, but damn, that was sick. Take my money, AEW. Thank God for VPNs, though. Gracias, Denise. And this was Yuri Alonderos being really excited about Edge, Adam Copeland, in AEW. All right, so now that I'm all caught up, let's rewind to the top of NXT because there's a lot to talk about in terms of what happened with the women, what happened with Becky Lynch. That's so great, and we'll get to that. So, all right. We kick off the show with Becky Lynch, and she basically says that she's not medically cleared to compete. And we all saw that really terrible, yucky laceration that she had with like goo and stuff popping out of her arm. (sighs) I saw that way too many times that I needed to. Uh, You know, it's those things where you see it and you're like, I don't want to look at it, but then you got to look at it just to like make yourself sick. And kudos to Becky because Lord knows 
I would not be able to go through that. A lot of us would not be able to go through that. If I saw anything coming out of my arm, I'd be, you know, crying on the floor. But anyway, so she says she's medically, she's not medically cleared to compete. But she kind of teases that she wants to do something on Halloween Havoc the first night. But before she can kind of get a little bit more into that, we have Lyra Valkyra. Lyra comes out and she gives, this was the best part in my opinion. She gives this very, very heartfelt, inspirational promo where she tells Becky how as a fellow Irish woman, she found so much inspiration in Becky Lynch. She said that when Becky Lynch made her NXT debut, that that week she decided to sign up for wrestling school. That's freaking nuts. And look at her now. She's across the ring from Becky Lynch. And she says, you know, I was side to side with you when she helped her out. But part of me wants to know what it would feel like to be across the ring from you. And so this was very, very cool. I feel like sometimes you forget the impact that because you know the impact Becky Lynch has had on the industry, right, as a whole. You know the impact she's had for women. You know she, the impact she's had, period, in WWE. But sometimes you forget to really narrow it down and really, really niche it down. You forget to think about um, the representation of, of uh, you know, of the Irish, right? And I think sometimes you forget if you're not Irish. So hearing that from somebody who is Irish and the way that they found that inspiration in Becky Lynch was kind of like, damn. That's true. You know, it's a reminder that, hey, not only does she, you know, impact all of these, you know, big pictures, but it's also a little bit more narrow than that. It's a little bit more niche. It's more more focused. And so hearing Lyra talk about this, I personally kind of felt like, I don't know, I, I felt the I felt the feels, guys. I felt the feels here, man. I really, really did. Uh, kudos to Lyra on this one because she got me feeling things. And it's either you're being in the ring with your hero. We all have heroes, whether it's a celebrity, an everyday person. Uh, being in the being someplace with your hero is like that's everyone's dream. So, anyways, that portion goes down. We then have her be interrupted by Indy Hartwell. And Indy, this is this one's a little strange for me because she went to to Raw, she got called up, and she was the champion at the time when she got called up. So there was all of these things that had to happen, right? And now Indy basically announces that not only is she going to be on the main roster, but she's also going to be on NXT. And so I'm thinking, like, man, we took we it was a whole freaking you know maze to get here. That it it is one of those things where I feel like you know. One step forward, three steps back for Indy Hartwell. But whatever, at least now I feel there's going to be more of an opportunity for her to actually get some TV time over on NXT. So we have that with Indy. And she also basically tells Becky that she wants a title that she never lost. Okay. Then we get Roxanne Perez. Now here's where things get a little bit, a little bit strange. So Roxanne Perez comes out. And she starts talking on the mic. And there are boos. There are boos in the building. And I'm going, what the hell did I miss? I'm like, wait, what? Why is Roxanne Perez getting booed? And I even rewinded and I was paying attention to the crowd. Now, I'm not sure because I wasn't there. I don't know what's happening. 
when I was looking at the crowd, it seemed to me that something was going on in the audience with the people. I almost feel, and this is just my uh, observation from like rewinding, I almost feel like there was people starting booze and then the people were booing those people for booing Roxanne. I don't know what to make of that. And obviously you as a viewer from TV who's not in the building, you're taking this as, shit, is Roxanne Perez getting booed here? And so I really don't know what to make of that. Again, that's just my theory. I wasn't in the building. I don't know what happened with the booze or what was happening with that. Truly do not know. Um, but Roxanne Perez basically comes out and also makes her intentions clear that she also wants the NXT Women's Championship. And from here... We end up getting Becky Lynch saying, you know what? You guys all made a great case. Fabulous. Let's go ahead and do this triple threat match. And so we get a triple threat match between Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez, and Lyra Valkyra. So this is a pretty little decent match. Pretty decent little match. But let's fast forward to the finish and what went down. So Roxanne Perez, during this match, was... She hit the pop rocks on Indy Hartwell and she looked like she was about to get the victory. But instead, Kiana James came out and she ended up pulling the leg of Roxanne Perez. And so during her pulling her out and all of that happening on the outside of the ring, Becky Lynch comes in. She she gets pissed. They have all that little uh, melee on the outside. In the ring, we have Lyra Valkyra taking advantage of a down and out Indy Hartwell. And then she goes to the top rope. She hits the frog splash and she gets the win over Indy Hartwell. So at first, I'm looking at this and I'm going, oh my God, damn, Roxanne Perez got screwed. But I loved it. I actually loved the way that they uh, did this because I know that I'm a big Roxanne Perez fan, right? And it's very hard for me to say that. It's very hard for me to say that I'm kind of picking somebody else over Roxanne in this scenario, because when I looked at this triple threat match, I knew in my hearts of hearts that I wanted to see Lyra Valkyra be the one to get the victory, to be the one to face Becky Lynch. And the reason for that is because she freaking sold me in the promo. The promo really got me so much where I'm going, I need to see Lyra Valkyra in this match and I will take nobody else. This is the person that I want to win. But I also love this because now Roxanne and per now Roxanne Perez and Kiana James are now going to be off doing that whole thing. And now we're going to be getting Becky Lynch versus Lyra Valkyra night one Halloween Havoc. And I tweeted this out, but I wanted to make sure to, to remind people or if you didn't see this match, one of my favorite recent Rhea Ripley matches has been the one that she did on NXT with Lyra Valkyra. That match with Rhea and Lyra, I think, set Lyra up for a very bright future early on because she did phenomenal in that. And based on what I saw between Rhea and Lyra, I truly feel that she's going to have just as good a match with Becky Lynch. Who knows? Maybe even better. I don't know. Uh, so because of that, I really do think that right now she's checking all the boxes, guys. Lyra is checking all of the boxes for me. And then... There's more. You see, guys, there's more. So now the Roxanne, Kiana, James portion. So you would think 
okay, we're going to get Roxanne Perez versus Keanu James next week, right? That's what you would think. Nope, that's not what's happening because they're stacking up the show a whole lot next week. Instead, Kiana James says that in order for Roxanne Perez to get to her, she actually has to face Asuka. Asuka. Asuka versus Roxanne Perez is the match that we are going to be getting next week. And if she defeats Asuka, then she will have her match with Kiana James. So I was saying, guys, there's a whole lot that freaking went down with the women's stuff. And this is just really like the root of it all. And Tegan Knox did come out and they had a very brief moment where commentary was like, oh, yeah. And don't forget, Tegan Knox, <laughs> Tegan Knox and Becky Lynch is going to be happening on Raw. So it did kind of feel like very a little bit uh, unforgettable. Be- I don't, sorry, not unforgettable, a little bit forgettable because they kind of just blasted over and was like, oh, yeah, casual reminder, this is happening too. But I'm looking at this, and if you're going to ask me, what match are you most looking forward to? Are you looking forward to Becky Lynch, Tegan Knox, or are you mostly looking forward to Becky Lynch, Lyra Valkyra? My answer is Becky Lynch, Lyra Valkyra. That's the one that's got my interest. That's the one that I'm ready to go, baby. All right, we got a couple of super chats to get into, so let's go. All right, so... Let me make sure I'm caught up here. All right. This one is from Stephen Marchuli, who says, does John Cena being in Carmelo's corner lead to John Cena versus Braun Breaker someday? I wouldn't mind it, guys. And right now, John Cena looks like he's being very generous with his time and he's doing a whole lot. I mean, dude's appearing on NXT, guys. The dude is appearing on NXT. At this point, I'll... Anything can happen. That's it, guys. I'm at the assumption that anything can happen. And if there's a possibility we get John Cena versus Braun Breaker, I will take it. Furthausen sends in one saying, looking forward to Roxanne Perez versus Asuka. Still getting my voice back from Wrestle Dream. It was a good show, dude. I'm really happy you were able to be there and enjoy that in person because it was a good one. Uh, I was happy that I did the watch along because I was first thinking, oh my God, AW pay-per-views are so long and I'm going to be doing a watch along. Can I give up the energy? And truthfully, it flew by so fast. So, and it flew by because all of the matches were really great. Will Chisholm says that triple threat was great for women's matches tonight. Good job, HBK. A lot of the people on my timeline today were kind of saying the same thing. And it was all along the lines of HBK is in the kitchen. HBK is cooking. And yeah, I agree with that. HBK is definitely cooking. They were like competition. Let's go. This is a competition. Jay Kane sends in a very generous super chat. Thank you so much to Jane, who says, thank you, Denise, for allowing me to shoot my shot. Not that one. The No Mercy watch along. I will be watching NXT because it's been more consistent. Which so, so far has your attention. Plus, I trust HBK. So right now. So, okay. With NXT, obviously, because it was tonight, they announced so much, right? So we kind of highlighted a lot of what's going on. You got Cody Rhodes. You got... Uh, John Cena, you got Paul Heyman, you got Roxanne Asuka. You're still going to have the continuation of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. There's a lot happening, right? And so far, right now, I think off the top of my head, all that we know is happening on uh, Dynamite next week. Ooh, I got to Google that because I'm actually, I was actually confusing it with 
this week because I'm preparing. I'm mentally preparing for tomorrow's dynamite and tomorrow's dynamite. I know we're having the tag team match and I know we're also having Adam Copeland, but I'm still thinking like, okay, well, what do we got for AW next week? So I'm trying to like reframe my, my brain right now. So just off because there hasn't been, I, I feel like I can't say just yet. Like I'm going to be real with you guys. Okay. Next week when I saw that there was, it was going to be the Tuesday, both shows because they're doing title Tuesday for AEW. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to do my, my AEW post show on Tuesday. And then maybe I'll do my NXT post show on Thursday. Right. I was going to swap it. I, I was legitimately going to swap it. Cause I thought, Oh, AEW is going to put on the better show. Blah, 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 blah. Like that's legitimately what I was thinking. And then when they came out here and they were like, all of this is happening. I'm going shit change of plans, covering both shows at once. So now th- this basically tells you with all the announcements, how that kind of, uh, you know, shifted the tides. Uh, thank you so much to Jay Kane for sending this in as well. I appreciate it, man. Will Chisholm sends in another super chat saying, plus Roman don't like to show up on his show. He damn sure not coming to NXT. That's true. Who knows, man? It would have been crazy. Honestly, if they would have announced Roman Reigns for the show, I would have been like, bro, at this point, like, who else is coming in? Let's bring in Austin. Let's bring in freaking The Rock at this point. Um, But yeah, you know, Roman Reigns doing his thing. I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing his thing. David Kaplan says, what did you think of the Thea Hale storyline? Thanks. So let's get into that now, then, since uh, David Kaplan brought it up. And okay, so. Today, we got uh, JC Jane and Thea Hale teaming up to take on Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. And the thing that they've been doing, and um, what do you call it? This has been going on now for a bit, is obviously Thea Hale is, she's had a falling out with, uh, with, with uh, freaking Duke Hudson and Andre Chase. They've had a falling out. And she has turned to JC Jane and now JC Jane has been like the cool bad girl that's influencing Thea Hale. So now she's dressing like her and she's doing all of these things to be a lot more edgier. And she's not her former happy, trusting, innocent little self. She's an, she's edgy now. She's different. She's changing. She's growing up. This It's like she, she, the storyline storyline wise, it's almost like she's going through her adolescent years, even though she's obviously I think she's like 19, 20. But in storyline, it's like she went from being this cute little preteen girl buying J14 magazines to all of a sudden she's this grown teenage girl curious about shit and she's buying Cosmopolitan. So those are the two shifts, by the way. And I know that I primarily have a male audience, but uh, (laughs) so the guys are probably if you're a guy and you didn't get that reference Please let me know because I don't know how many guys here know about J14 magazine. You might know about Cosmopolitan because I think the guys are secretly curious about what's going on on Cosmo magazine. I'm curious, though, how many of you guys here know J14 magazine? I bet you if you do, you probably had a little sister. I don't know. I would be shocked if anybody here in the chat knew about J14 magazine. I'm waiting. You see, I got some question marks. People are like, what? <laughs> All right. Zeno Hour says he's heard of those. MD actually says that J14 is a throwback. Well, you know what, guys? Fun fact. 
I used to work for J14 Magazine. That is right. Teeny Bopper up in here used to work for J14 Magazine. And it was legitimately like a dream job. I was so freaking happy about it. Uh, and <laughs> so that as a per, as a young girl who grew up buying J14 Magazines and then working for the company uh, for, a, for a brief period of time, uh, it it was definitely something to be excited about, but I know some people are a little bit confused here. But anyways, that's what I'm trying to get at, though. That was Theo Thea Hale before, and Thea Hale now is cosmopolitan. All right, so, <laughs> um, all right. I've been loving the Thea Hale storyline, man. Just to answer your question, David, I've been loving it. I think Thea Hale, Thea, Thea Hale is a phenomenal, how do I say this? She's a phenomenal actor. She's a great actor, especially given how young she is when she knows what she's supposed to do. She understands the assignment and she's lovable and you get into what she's doing. So I've been digging it. She's she's one of my faves. Alvin Everett says, who runs WWE Judgment Day or the Bloodline? Right now, it feels like the Judgment Day. It felt like the Bloodline for a long time. But ever since the Bloodline story got a little bit like, you know, I don't know, it kind of started going in all these different directions i feel like it kind of feels like the judgment day all right nicholas 763 sends in a super chat saying not wrestling related but the other day i was looking at morning show reviews and i was so shocked you had a video popping up are you watching season three um so yeah so prior to my channel being solely focused on pro wrestling i had a bunch of other content on here and i did do a show a review on the morning show I love that show. Uh, yes, I will be watching the upcoming season and uh i literally it's funny so I took a picture of the morning show and of, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you guys know what show this is. It's, it's on Apple and it's with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and, and Steve Corral. It's a very great show. And I took a picture of that and I put it on my vision board because I wanted to be on a morning show. And lo and behold, a couple months later, I got hired by Busted Open and it ended up being a morning show where I wake up super freaking early out here in the West Coast. So it's funny that you bring that up because I felt like uh, I manifested that and I used the image of the morning show show uh, to kind of put that on the vision board. But uh, thank you so much to Nicholas. Chris Ludeck says, John Cena is the guy that people finally appreciate now that he's rarely around. I definitely took him for granted at times. Uh, I agree. Uh, I mean, I when I was a kid and I used to go to wrestling shows, I hated John Cena. I hated John Cena. But I hated John Cena because he was loved by kids and women. And I was a kid and a woman. And I didn't want to fall in line with what I was expected to be a fan of. Like, I, that's the kind of, I kind of rebelled against <laughs> what I was supposed to be a fan of because of my age and my gender that I was like, no, I hate John Cena. So I never hated John Cena, maybe for the reasons that the guys hated John Cena or for other reasons that people hated John Cena. I hated John Cena because I didn't want to be like the kids. I didn't want to be like the girls. I wanted to be 
different, right? And so that's why I hated John Cena. But I remember this guy would come out and I, I remember being in freaking a random ass house show in goddamn Bakersfield. Oh no, not actually, no, San Bernardino, San Bernardino. Uh, a show in San Bernardino that my uncle took me to. And we were sitting in the bleachers. It was one of those places where they didn't even have seats. They had bleachers. And John Cena was on that show. And damn, the crowd was going so crazy, just booing the living life out of John Cena. And so I was one of those. And I remember this one time I was so mad because my uncle, he always bought me merch, right? And I always picked my merch, whatever I wanted, I usually picked it. But there was one show where the merch lines were so long that he decided to go, uh, I think it was like during the show, right? So he decided to go to the merch section to get some merch during the show. And so I didn't get to pick what I wanted. He came back and he bought me. I don't know how many of you guys remember this. Do you guys remember the John Cena, you can't see me blow up hand, the, the, the little hand, the blow up hand. He bought me that one. And I was so mad. I looked at it and I was like, I don't want the John Cena hand. <laughs> and I was so mad about it. And I was even more mad because my little cousin who was at the show got like a really cool RVD foam finger or something. And I was really upset because I wanted the RVD one, but I got stuck with, um, I got stuck with the John Cena hand. But now I really wish I could get that John Cena hand uh, because it was actually really cool. Uh, I think I would, I would love to have that if I found it on like Amazon or eBay or something. I'm pretty sure they're out, they're out there. <laughs> but yeah, I remember being really upset about that. Uh, Chris Ledeck, thank you so much for the super chat. He sends another one saying, also, Denise, stop trying to match fat. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Thank you for the mean girls reference. Tim Weiner Jr. says Thea Hale equals weaker Julia Hart. No, they're totally different. They're doing two totally different characters. Totally different. Uh, so I wouldn't even compare the two. Uh, Jim Ortiz says it's October 3rd. Thank you so much, Jim, for the super chat. All right, guys. And I am getting caught up uh, right now. Brian says he had a 2003 John Cena Doctor of Thugonomics shirt. <laughs> I remember that, by the way. I remember that shirt. Um, all right. So John says Denise had so much angst. I did guys. I, I really did. I was one of those angsty kids. All right. So, um, let's press on with this and we got to get into the rest of the show. I want to go ahead and get into the NXT, um, women's breakout tournament. And we got the first match today, which was going to be, which was, excuse me, Kehlani Jordan versus Izzy. Versus Izzy Dame with Kalani Jordan getting the victory here. And she's going to move on to either face Ariana Grace or Jakara Jackson, whoever wins from that match. And then over on the other side of the bracket, we have Carmen Petrovic, Jada Parker, Danny Palmer, and Lola Vice. I'm looking at this bracket. And honestly, guys, right now, I'm really thinking that the person that's going to win this one is going to be Lola Vice. That is honestly my pick right now. I just think that they have a really good chance with her because she's popular. She's got a phenomenal look. She's got a legitimate background. I truly do think that Lola Vice is going to win this tournament. As of right now, uh, I'm going to wait and see if anybody else surprises me in any of these matches. But I do truly think that right now it's going to be Lola Vice. Also, I do want to take a second, though, to put over Kehlani Jordan because I thought she did a great job today in her match. And I really like her vibe. It's very, very different. To me, she's very, like, She's very sporty, cute. I can't, I don't know how to explain this, but she's like a, 
She's very, her vibe is, she's got like this sporty vibe, but she's also really, really cute. So I feel like that's kind of the vibe that she's got going for her. And it's likable. Like I look at her and I'm going, how can I not cheer for Keelani Jordan? Uh, so she won with them. She hits her moonsault. She wins the match and she advances in the tournament. So like I said, guys, different characters. All of these women, very, very different. All right, so I want to go ahead and now get into, uh, we do have a super chat here from Steven who says, Denise, pick one NXT female as well as one male to make WrestleMania first. Um, Okay, Braun Breaker and Tiffany Stratton. That was super easy. Probably basic answers, but those are the first ones that came to my mind. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Thank you. MD says that Sporty Q is accurate AF, right? That is literally her vibe. It's very, very cute. All right, so... Let's get into the guys and what's been going on with this because there's a lot to touch on with this. So, Ilya Dragunov, Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes. All right. Let's start with Ilya. So, Ilya just became NXT champion. That's right. The era of Ilya is here. It's upon us. And I'm so freaking excited. With that being said, I'm so sad that he slipped Oh, my my man, my man. I was so bummed out. I was like, no, Elia, no. I felt so bad that the like the cameras were kind of trying. Like you can tell there was like a mini panic where there was like, oh, we need to not show this. Oh, wait, damn, it's too late. Everybody already saw. Uh, so I felt really bad that he slipped, you know. Uh, and then Carmelo Hayes even made a joke about it afterwards. And I don't know how many of you guys caught this, but I kind of feel like Elia broke character for like a split second i'm curious if any of you guys caught this because when he started talking on the promo he kind of had like a (laughs) like he kind of laughed at himself because he had slipped i I don't know that's what i read into this i felt like he kind of went like damn you know had like a little bit of a moment where he was kind of trying to i don't know make a little joke out of it but then he went back into his normal angry self uh so so I kind of uh, thought that was a little funny, but yeah, I felt so bad. I was like, no, not the champ, not the champ. All right. So he's talking about how he's going to take the titles to new length. Trick Williams comes out. He interrupts him. Poor trick. You know, it's funny. I was looking at him today and I was going, you know what? He looks so happy. He looks so happy. Everybody's cheering for him. Look at him have his moment. He's got gold. Who would have thought? And then poor guy loses at the end of the night. We already talked about that, but I do want to say this, though, that when Trick Williams came out, it did feel hot. Like, he felt like the thing to be watching on Tuesday's NXT. You know, when you tune into SmackDown, people are like, well, what's LA Knight going to do? What's LA Knight going to do? And everybody's curious about what's going to happen with the LA Knight. That's kind of how I felt a little bit for uh, tonight for Trick Williams. At least that's kind of like the vibe that I got. Like, he felt like that was him, but for NXT. So... We then get Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes comes out. And here's the thing with Carmelo and Trick Williams. Like, they're friends, right? They're still friends. But they kind of, you know, there's some underneath the surface. They're not really the friends that they used to be. And Carmelo Hayes was basically throwing, he wasn't throwing direct shots. But Trick Williams was clearly reading in between the lines. And Carmelo Hayes basically said, like, I'm so proud of you for becoming champion, but there's a difference between becoming champion and actually being able to successfully defend the title. And he kind of basically told him, 
dude, you ain't going to bring that title to the levels that I brought that title to. And unfortunately, he was kind of right because he ended up losing it tonight. So that was unfortunate. But Dominic Mysterio comes out. Trick Williams has a really good line where he taunts and makes fun of him for all of the mommy stuff with Rhea Ripley. And he basically says like, oh, are you always taking orders from mommy? So this was great. I really loved this whole opening portion. Now, after that finish, I kept thinking to myself, okay, well, what are they going to do with Ilya Dragunov? Because he's the champion, but who's up next, right? Who's going to be the first challenger for Ilya's NXT championship? And so later on in the night, we had a confrontation between Baron Corbin and Ilya. Ilya was screwing in his title plates and <laughs> Baron Corbin pops up. And now I'm liking this as Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin being his first challenger, because I do think that they'll have a good match. And again, Baron Corbin is doing been doing a good job on NXT. So I'm liking that one. We know who Elia is going to be facing. And two, uh, I'm okay with it being Baron Corbin. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good first challenger because I know whether whether you like or hate Baron Corbin, he still comes with all of these credentials and accolades. So thumbs up on this one for him. Um. Oh my gosh, guys, Hunter Tillman is here. Uh, Hunter Tillman, dude, thank you so much for popping into the stream. Uh, I'm so happy to see you on here. All right. Um, <laughs> and now, the other thing that we got from this was also the news that we're going to be seeing John Cena in the corner of Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes basically said that he got a phone call and John Cena was telling them the things that he needs to do. So then that was where the announcement came out that John Cena would be in the corner of Carmelo Hayes. And so that's going to be like a big rub for Carmelo Hayes. I'm very excited for him. And then as we mentioned earlier today, we're also going to be seeing Paul Heyman in the corner of Braun Breaker for next week. All right, um, other things to get into for this night. Um, Let's see, we also got, this is a long one, guys. There's so much freaking news today. Blair Davenport versus Gigi Dolan. This one left a little bit more to be desired, I think. Um, this was very quick. We, but that's fine because it seems like they're they're really just getting this one going. So this was okay. It did it did what it needed to do. Gigi Dolan outsmarts Blair Davenport and gets the victory. Um, in this match, she basically outsmarted her by having a moment where she looked like she was going to cheat and use the chair. But instead, the referee takes the chair away from her. So then Blair all of a sudden decides that she's going to use the chair. And so she has like this tug of war between her and the referee with the with the chair. And so Gigi Dolan uses that opportunity to roll up uh, Blair Davenport and get the victory there. So it kind of made Blair Davenport look a little silly here, but it made Gigi Dolan look smart. So I don't know. Um, this was fine. Uh, nothing more, nothing less from that. Uh, we're also going to be getting the Cody Rhodes major announcement. I mentioned this earlier, and this is most likely going to be the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, I'm assuming. Uh, and maybe something else drizzled on top of that. We'll see. Um, oh, shit. That's it, guys. That's all of NXT. Yeah, okay. Um, cool. I mean, the other thing that I didn't talk about really quickly, uh, Butch and Tyler, Bla uh, Tyler Bate versus Gallus, they had a fun little match, and they won that. It was all... Really great to see them uh, team up together. But that was it, guys. That was NXT for today. Um, man, all right, we did it. We did it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be back here 
tomorrow uh, to talk about AEW Dynamite. And tomorrow, Righteous Reg is going to be at the show. So he's not going to be able to be on the post show. So I'm going to go ahead and have Kate Hensler. Kate Hensler of Fightful Pro Wrestling. You guys have seen her here on the show before as well. She's going to be coming in and joining me tomorrow on the AEW Dynamite post show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then Friday, I will be here to talk about SmackDown. And then Saturday... (laughs) Saturday, I will be here to do another freaking watch along. And it is going to be for Fastlane. And it's funny because last week when I was promoting the week's show, I forgot that Fastlane was going to be this Saturday. So I didn't promote it last week, but uh, it's happening. I'm going to be doing another watch along. Those have been very fun. Uh, so if you guys want to come out and hang out and watch Fastlane with me, uh, that's going to be happening on Saturday. So that's it, guys. Thank you so much for everything. I appreciate you guys. Please do not forget to check out this podcast on Apple Pods. Uh, I need to get my numbers back off, back up since I was gone for a bit. I need to work at getting those numbers back up. So uh, all of your support on that would really, really help me out. If you guys like my podcast, if you like what I do, please, please leave a review and a rating. It would really help me out a whole lot. So I'm going to be looking at that. I do read them here on the shows as well. And that's about it for today. Thank you guys so much. And I will see you guys later. Bye everyone.